0: welcome to the joe kilgallen podcast i'm your host joe kilgallen if you're listening to the for this i can't even talk i'm sorry um this is gonna be a tough episode for me if you're listening to this podcast for the very first time this is not the episode for you to say the least go back and listen to previous episodes of the podcast um i'm coming off a couple weeks off here and uh this is it's a comedy podcast i'm a stand-up comedian who um travels across America doing stand up, based out of Chicago. And um, so basically the concept of the podcast, again, this is strictly for first time listeners, is to just shoot the shit with you. Um, basically all the conversations you'd have with your friends at the bar or pub, that's what I like to recreate here. And um, this episode uh, was one that was gonna be tough to make because you know, I never wanted to make it, of course, but um, my father passed away on January 27th I'm recording this on Wednesday February 16th I needed I needed time i needed a few weeks off um yeah it's been it's been the worst period of my life uh by far like by far um it's just uh such a gut punch you know we didn't see it coming so yeah I'm going to I'm going to talk about my dad on this one um so yeah I mean if you guys are like shit damn Joe we come to your podcast for a good time for a laugh it's just not, this isn't it going to be the one? Um, I'm going to share some fun stories about my dad. So maybe you guys will get a kick out of those, but, um, yeah, I mean, if, if I, if I had done this episode, like, again, sorry for everyone who, you know, listens every, if you listen every week and you're used to it every week and then, you know, it went away. This is why I went away. Um, yeah, I found out my, my dad passed away on a Thursday morning, um, January 27th and, uh, yeah, that's going to be my least favorite day forever. January 27th. Are you listening, you piece of shit? Um Yeah, no, he wasn't sick. This was just uh he, w- he went peacefully into sleep. You know? Although that leads to the question people always say like if you die in your sleep, you went peacefully in your sleep. We don't know what death's like. We don't know if that's peaceful unless you're staring at the person all night long. You know, you're watching someone sleep and then you see the moment Like the machine just goes off. Like we see TV shows like Grey's Anatomy, and then like the fucking thing just flatlines. And then, you know, you don't see the person in too much agony, I guess. But I guess that's where I take uh, solace. Is that the word? Um, My dad would not have been one of those people who would have been good in a battling cancer situation. Not that he wouldn't have battled, but uh, he wouldn't have, he would have hated that. He would have hated. Going through chemo and the agony and all that kind of shit, not fully being himself. I could say confidently that the last week or so of my dad's life was great for him. It was. I saw him less than two days before. He died sometime early Thursday morning, it could have been 4 a.m. for all we know, 3 a.m., 2 a.m. And I saw him Tuesday afternoon. He came over to the house because he told my son, Hey, I'm, when I come back from Florida, that's the thing too. He was in Florida. For his like, golf trip, he goes, he's got his, his younger brother. My Uncle Paul lives in Boca Raton, Florida. And every year, my dad and his two other brothers, uh, they go down to play golf for a week and hang out in Florida, get away from the Chicago winter. And, uh, and he had a great trip. And it was like all of them were saying it was like the best trip they ever had. And they'd gone on so many, you know, and, you know, they all get along great. But, you know, they're brothers. So there's be bickering and, you know, here and there and stuff. But they said this trip was awesome. It was amazing. The golf was good. The weather was pretty solid. They had, they had some fun times, you know, had some drinks. And, and yeah, and then when he came by my house on Tuesday, he flew in the Monday before, flew back, I should say. He's gone for about a week. And he told my son, my four-year-old, when I come back, I'm going to bring you Dunkin' Donuts because they like to, my, my dad was like their sugar dealer. I was one of those parents before my kids were born where I'm like, I'm going to make the meat healthy. I'm going to do this and this. And then all the grandparents go, no, you're not we're going to give them sweets and then you get over it because then you realize, especially now, how much perspective I've gotten from this. Um, yeah. Sorry. I'm gonna, my, my train of thought's going to be shit in this episode, but I just figured I'd tell you guys what happened talking about. It helps. Um, I'll tell you if I would have tried to do this episode any earlier than today, I, it would have been a lot of tears and a lot of you guys wouldn't have wanted that because I know you look at me as the toughest of men. You're like, that Joe Kilgallen is one. He's a fucking goddamn Adonis. Look at that beautiful son of a bitch. Like, I know I'm like fucking the embodiment of Hercules and Hulk Hogan before he was racist. You know what I mean? Like, this kind of unachievable man. You know, sure, there are people taller and stronger and better looking, maybe, but you combine all of what I got and it's just nobody wants to see that guy cry. You know, shatter your world. So that's why doing this episode I needed the time. Because I'll tell you what, man, I've I lost a lot of weight and I think it was just from tears. And I wasn't eating much. Um, but I've gained it back now. Now I'm eating like a goddamn scumbag. Um <laughs> scumbag, just like I'm eating like a child again. Uh I think that's the weirdest thing. To anyone out there who's lost a parent, maybe you could relate to this. My my friend uh Comedian, Camilla Clee, she lost her mom a few years back and she talked about how it makes you feel like a five-year-old again, you know, in a way. And it's so true. You know, you just start thinking about everything your parents mean to you. And I had a great, great relationship with my dad. We were very close. Since moving back to Chicago in 2017, I lived in L.A. from 2014 to 2017. But since moving back, I would say I probably saw my dad a couple times a week, at least, uh, from 2017 through. I mean he was in Florida for about a week so I didn't see him then. But um on average a couple times a week the last 4 years I was here. And think and I'm so glad. I mean even, I always knew moving back was the right decision, you know? Um but now I know even more so. You know, cuz you do I mentioned perspective a little bit earlier. You gain a lot of perspective when something like this happens. And anyone out there if you're close with one of your parents, I hope you don't have to go through this for a long long time um but yeah you definitely gain a perspective of like you of what's important you know being close to your loved ones and and spending time with friends and family and and, and the people who make you feel good though though you know that that matters jesus christ so much shit doesn't matter Just, you know i talk a lot about social media on this podcast and and man what you get a lot of perspective um, just a few days after I remember scrolling through Twitter, just as I'm scrolling, I'm like, who cares? Who cares? Who gives a shit? This is what you're fuck. This is what you're on about. This is what you're wasting your time about right now. Are you fucking kidding me? Get some fucking perspective. And I'm not saying don't care about the shit you care about. Don't like everyone's got their causes and you know, you want to be an activist about something. Yeah. Those are great things and all that. I'm not knocking that. That's the problem with nowadays too. you have to be so fucking clear with people. Well, I'm done wasting my time being clear. If you don't know what the fuck I meant. That shit's on you. And then we all need to have that attitude a little bit instead of having to hold everyone else's hand through your shit. Oh, well, I meant to say was you didn't. What you think I was being an asshole when I said, who cares? Did you think I was talking about your specific fucking problems? No, I'm talking about people wasting their fucking time on trivial bullshit. I'm not saying don't have your hobbies. Have your fucking hobbies. I st- I'm still keeping my hobbies, but, do- but stop wasting your time talking or arguing with strangers who you'll never fucking meet, who don't matter, who only exist to piss you off. Get rid of that shit. And yeah, you also do need some perspective too. Because there are times where I see people arguing where I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, shut the fuck up to both of you. Take a step back. It does not matter. I can't give a specific example, but I know as I was scrolling through on different things trying to take my mind off of things for a minute or two I felt like oh god this is terrible. It really is, man. Um, but yeah, I'm glad my dad back to, you know, the last week of his life, he, he was in great, he was in great mood when I, when we saw him we were, we were talking about how happy he was to see both Brady and Aaron Rodgers knocked out of the playoffs cuz that's what happened that weekend and It was a great weekend of NFL playoffs. The Super Bowl just happened. Maybe I'll touch on that a little later. I'll do another episode. I think I might release another one. You might get two back to back. Um, But I wanted this one to be specific to what's going on in my life. You know, it'd be be too weird to have just taken two or three weeks off, come back to the podcast and just covered the Super Bowl and other random things and not address what I've been going through. You know, and I know it's going to take a long time for me to get over this. Like how, how could it not take a long time to get over? Think about this. This was the most important person in my life for 37 years. I'm not going to get over it in a couple of weeks. Probably not going to get over in a year. You know, it's, it's, you know, I'm going to have, obviously I'm, I'm able to function a little bit more. I wasn't able to function for a while. I canceled a lot of shows. I just got, I just went back to stand up the past weekend. I thought, all right, maybe it's time to get off the mat. He wouldn't want me. He probably wouldn't want me to cancel any of the shows. He was always like, take the work. Um, but I am bummed. The last group picture of my my dad with my siblings, I missed it because uh, I was doing a show. My younger sister, Colleen recently got engaged, and it was an engagement party, and I had a show already booked. So there are some things like that going forward in the future where I'm really going to have to weigh it. You know, if if it's like a big family event, a family party up against a show that I'm not even the show. Thankfully, the show I did was great. But there have been times in my life where, I mean, obviously I'm not skipping weddings, but there's been times where I've missed a family gathering here or there or even an important event with my friends to do a show that sucked. And then I kind of had the feeling it was going to suck. Thankfully, I'm at where I'm at in my career where I could start to say no to some of those more bullshitty gigs. You know, Um, I know the game enough where I'm like, okay, do I really need to do this show and some fucking Weird town, three hours away, no hotel. I have to drive three hours back afterwards. No, I'm not doing that anymore. This isn't, you know, seven years ago where it was just like, oh, I'm a comic. I got to fucking do every bullshit thing out there. No, like, cause that doesn't get your name out there. You know, that's like the illusion. And, and I know enough how to develop material where it's not like, oh, I want to go see how it plays in this fucking town to see if it hits well in the major markets. I don't have to do that song and dance anymore, thankfully. So, yeah, that's another thing. I'm, I'm, fuck, man. Time is the most valuable currency to you, longtime listeners. To the people who've been listening in the month of January, every episode in the month of January, I've talked about death. And after this episode, no more of that shit. I hope, hopefully, no more. I can't guarantee, but seriously, remember Betty White died just before the new year. And so I mentioned Betty White because it was a big thing, you know, and she got to be 99. And, and, You know, my dad was 67. My dad died at 67. I didn't think, and again, there was no signs of it. He had diabetes, but he was under control. There was nothing that made any of us think, oh, we're really worried about your dad. He doesn't look well. None of that shit. And so like, I'm happy he went out peacefully in his recliner. Fuck yeah, he loved that chair. Very Archie Bunker about that chair where it's like, get out of my chair, meathead. You know, that was, everyone knew you don't sit in dad's chair. And So, so yeah, I'm happy for that. I'm happy. It wasn't years of pain and agony. Like some people, unfortunately have to go through. So again, if I can emphasize that I will, but from this, the standpoint of me, his son and his other son and his two daughters and his wife and his brothers and sisters and everyone who loved him dearly, which there was a lot of us out there, which was great. The wake and funeral had tons and tons of people. Line out the door and out the down the almost down the street. It was crazy how many people were there. Um, but we, you know, not to be able to say goodbye that that sucks. You know, we weren't mushy, we weren't like a mushy family though. You we know, very Irish Catholic in our ways, but um, you know, you just want to be able to say, you know, I love you, you're the best. You know, I'm so lucky you're my dad, like you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, and then I think about what if I would have just said that randomly? He'd have been like, What the hell's wrong with you? He'd ask if I was dying. Are you okay? You know, that's just, um, we, we say, I, we say, I love you in different ways. Different families do that. And I know he knows. I know he knew. That's a fucking weird saying, talking about him in past tense. I named my, my oldest son. I have two sons. My oldest is named after my dad. Same name, different middle name, but same first name. And obviously the last name. Duh, you fucking idiot. No, I'm kidding. Um, Shit, man, he was hilarious, though. He was so funny. Anyone who ever met him talked about that. He really, you know, I I consider myself very fortunate. This is something I mentioned in the eulogy. It's a thing you see in television shows and movies where they'll say, you're just like your dad or you're just like your mom. And then the character is like, how dare you? And they're like all upset about it. Growing up or even now to this day, when people say you're just like your father, I, I loved it. I always loved that. Oh really? I'm just like my favorite person? That's great. You know. And that when I when I emphasize him being my favorite person, it's not to say I didn't love everyone else, you know what I mean? I am I'm, I'm very lucky. Um but, you know, you know, I love my mom and I, and I love my stepmom so much. They're they're, you know, but my dad was there day one. Like my parents got divorced. We we lived with my dad. Like my dad was just always he sacrificed a lot and was just but man he I really think I've I've told other comedians this my my comedian friends know this I've never stolen a joke from another comedian but I've straight up ripped off jokes from my dad you know hanging out where I remember when I first started doing stand up and I moved down I had my own apartment you know my dad's house um, my parents' house was usually on the way so I'd go over to my dad and stepmom's house and um and hang out there for a little bit. Sometimes I'd grab dinner before I'd go to do shows because they live like more inwards into the city than I did. And um just watching the news with him, just the funny ass shit out of his mouth. Just such a quick wit, so funny. Um, <laughs> some dark humor too here or there. I remember when uh the Boston Marathon bombing happened. Don't take this the wrong way. He was he was never mean-spirited at all, or or he actually he hated bullies. Um, but this was just a funny observation that Boston marathon bombing happened. And, you know, this was afternoon I was over there and they said like three people have died. And then he was like three people, how many people die in a regular marathon? I think at least one or two, right? This isn't even that big of a deal. You know, we're, we're cutting into jeopardy because of this. Come on. You know, it just was hilarious to me. I remember one time my older sister was a teacher. I was still living at home. I think I was 21 and she was 23 so she was like in her first or second year teaching there was a bomb threat at her high school it's a suburban high school so she you know they you know bomb threat everyone has to leave and school was cut back you know for the day they only were there for till like 10 a.m so obviously everyone had to go home and so she decided to you know drive into the city to see us and she said you know she walked in we're like oh what the hell are you doing here don't you have school and uh my sister's like there was a bomb threat and you know all the all the parents were picking up the kids and she says, Dad, it made me think if there was a bomb thrown at my high school, would you have come to pick me up? He said, hell no. Why would I drive towards a bomb? And just so quick. like, And that's hysterical when you think about it. He'd be like, if anything, I would tell you, walk away from the school. I'll pick you up about, I don't know, four or five blocks away. Get out of the bomb radius. We don't know how big of this bomb is. How much C4 are they using? You know, just so damn funny. Watching sports with him was great, too, because, you know, he was encyclopedia. But he was just very quick to make fun of like the dumb coaches and if the announcer said something stupid, he'd be all over him for it. Just an insanely, insanely funny guy. Um, Wasn't like me in the sense where he liked to be the life of the party. If he knew you, you know, family parties, he would hold court, but he was shy if he didn't know you. Um, I mean, he'd say, hi, how you doing? And stuff like that. But he wouldn't go out of his way to be like, Hey, what's up? You know, he didn't know people. I remember my sister would bring friends over and he wouldn't even get out of the church. He'd be like, hi, how you doing? You know, I kind of, but I kind of like that too, because you almost, uh, in that sense, you just spend time with the people you like, you kind of, you know, you got to get in, you got to get into the circle in order to get all of my dad, who was just, everyone said, everyone came by too. They're like, dude, your dad was one of a kind that, that phrase, that term one of a kind gets thrown around a lot. But when enough people use it over and over again, you realize, oh shit, this is a thing. He really was one of a kind. And then speaking of people saying it enough where you're like, okay, there's, there's gotta be something here. I had a lot of babysitters because I got my parents divorced and we lived with my dad. And so like after school, there'd be a babysitter there because he would work. And uh, they all said the same thing. There was there was different ones, of course, during different periods. You'd have one for a couple months and another one for a couple months. You know, a lot of high school girls and some women in their like 20s, I think maybe some older people too. And I remember anytime I was late coming in, because you know, this is the '90s, you could go run around on the street and run around the neighborhood. If I was like, so I had to be home for 5:30 for dinner. If I walked in at 5:31, 5:32, these babysitters would say to me, "Do you have any idea what would happen if something happened to you? Your father would kill me." Because they'd, I'd be like two minutes late, they'd be like, "Where the hell were you?" They'd be all mad. I'm like, "Relax." I was, like, what is it, 5:33? Chill. You know, at those, I was a kid, so that's my ten-year-old response. And each one, if something would have happened to you your father would kill me and you I'm too little to put the dots together. But as I became an adult and I had a flashback to that, I was like, I think he was literally telling them if something happens to my children, I will kill you. All right. Have a good day. There's some money for pizza to order or something, you know, um, shit. I don't know. It just cracks me up. He was very overprotective, very overprotective in that sense. Didn't like us sleeping over at anyone else's house. You know, when you're a kid, you're like, Oh, can I sleep over at Chris's house? Can I sleep over at Mike's house? No. I bought you a bed. Use it. <laughs> That's his thing. But it was really just because he didn't want us away from him. And again, when you're a kid, you're a little bit like, what the fuck? But as an adult as who's a father now myself, you appreciate that and you relate. You relate to it. It's like, oh, my God, he cared that much about me. He didn't want, you know, I could see my cousins because that was family. And every now and then I was able to get away with it, like if I begged enough. But for the most part, I remember him always being like, I bought you a bed. Use that bed. You don't need to go sleep on your friend's floor. Do they have a bed for you there? I don't think they do. It's <laughs> just like, you know, what if they cook horrible food, right? What if what if you don't like what they're serving? You know, all this kind of stuff. He's just a very funny guy like that. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's so weird. I keep looking out the window, thinking I'm gonna see him walking up because he would do some, he would pop in. He would pop in. Yeah, you know, my wife and I have been thinking about moving to like another neighborhood, or you know, some people are like, Oh, come out to the suburbs and all that. And You know, I was considering it even because I've lived in in the city limits my whole life. So I'm like, oh, maybe the suburbs because public schools these days, they they close all the time. And, you know, I I support the safety measurements, but in the same regard, I feel like they're going to go on strike every year. And it's just such a fucking pain in the ass. Um, But then I thought to myself, no, I can't live in the suburb because my dad's less likely to pop in. I need to live within a certain number of minutes from him. So the pop in is there i like that he would just pop in um but you know if i live way out that's not happening anymore so yeah those were the things i was down th- about and now i'm like fuck i don't have to think about him. yeah yeah fucking back to that then bob Saget died i talked about i felt and then i had eric nicole clark on an episode and we talked about like um you know who the other celebrity deaths would be like basically what were we talking about yeah like people who are so universally loved because betty white and bob sag at both their deaths everyone was like no fuck no we love that guy we love her oh this sucks um and then Louis anderson died he was 69 bob Saget was 65 my dad was 67 and i remember doing things, we're going oh my dad's right in between them i'm like oh he's doing great though and then like i think a week after i had that thought just fuck man <sighs> i'm just you know it just seems like, and, and I know at 67, he had a great life, four successful children, two teachers, one uh, one's in med school and uh, and a son who's just one of the best looking human beings in the world, um, has a really good podcast. It's just insanely underrated. So yeah, you know, um, it's one of those things. You feel for his siblings too. They were all close. Um, I love my aunts and uncles. The best, it just makes you want to be around family more. And yeah, here's the thing about the grief too is um, I you don't with the grief I'm in right now for my dad's death, I don't want it to go away. It's kind of weird to say it that way, but so many times someone dies, I've had friends die and it always sucks and it always like it hurts, you know. Um, but I've never had the feeling like this before. You know, cause this, I didn't realize how, what a huge impact my dad had in like the little things. Like if I discover, I'm like, Oh, this actor when 15 years ago, different haircut was in that movie. Oh, that the first person I'd want to talk to the, about that. My dad, um, major sport event. Did you see that fucking call? Yeah, I know that ref sucks. Like, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, I'm driving through the neighborhood. Oh, they're, they're opening up a new restaurant over there. Oh man. I can't wait to tell my dad. He's like, Oh, cool. We need one of those in this neighborhood. Like, you know, all that stuff is now those thoughts don't leave my brain, but now I'm like, I think, Oh, that was, that'd be something I'd share with my dad. That'd be something I'd share with my dad. That would be, you know, um, and yeah, it's, 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 it sucks. So I don't know. I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna become one of those people that starts talking to the sky. Um, as far as not wanting to let go of the grief, I, when, when I've had friends die, It feels like everyone gets together and we talk about them and, and, you know, we, there's the wake and the funeral and then, you know, we might all get together at a bar and have some drinks, but then it feels like as time goes on, people just stop talking about them. And I know life has to go on. You can't be in sorrow to the point where you can't get out of bed, but in the same regard, I don't want shit to move on. You know, like, again, this is the most important person in my life or my life. So I don't, you know, my wife and kids are important too, but like, I don't um i don't want it to just be another thing where it's like okay well that's that he's buried what's uh let's not talk let's move and i just don't want that i tried to soak in as much of it as i could at the wake you know catholics we do this thing where it's an open casket which i've talked around to people who aren't catholic and they go yeah that shit's weird that you guys do that um but it, it's the closure you could get i don't know I never thought it was weird. When you grow up around something you just think of it, oh that's just the way we do it. Um but I remember just when they closed it the final time wanting to be in the room where some people were, you know, some of my siblings I, and I totally understand it. We were we, we 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 were still struggling all of us. Um you know, we're having a really rough go of it right now. And um but I just in my head I'm like I want to I want to see him as, as much as I can. I wanted, you know, I just wanted to you know spend as much time as possible. Um, yeah, it's been fucking hard, man. I don't know. Sorry, this has been such a bummer of a fucking podcast. Thank you for for listeners for being part of the therapy. But I wanted you guys to know why I haven't done an episode in a few weeks. For those of you, some of you might not follow me on social media and you didn't see the the post about it, and that's that's okay. Um, but yeah, I will go back. I will soldier on. Uh, I might share more fun stories if I can remember any fun ones of my dad. Um, he loved a good pun. Yeah, hey, I'll share this one. This is how I opened the eulogy. Uh, my sister and I split the duties, my older sister. Uh, but this is how I opened my part with one of my dad's favorite jokes. What did the Siamese twins say to their mother? Thank you for joining us. You get it? It's a good dad joke pun right there. Um, <laughs> it's a classic. You got to like a good classic. Do you guys get it? Because they're Siamese twins. They're connected. They said to their mother, "Thank you for joining us because she's the one responsible for them being connected. Now you, you see you guys got it because I'd explain it to you all right, I'm just being. A, I'm being a silly boy. All right, um, I'm gonna end the podcast there uh, for all of you who who tweeted stuff at me and, and you know sent me messages of condolences and everything. I really appreciate all of you. Um, I hope I've said all I could say about it. just you know really pr- focus on the good. You know, I've been trying to focus on the positives. Um, I started to get real heartbroken thinking to myself about like, oh, I always thought when both my kids were at school full day, my, that's when me and my dad start golfing a lot more together because we used to golf a lot together. And then, you know, I, my kids were too little, so I someone had to be there to watch them. And um, we still we had a good round when we went golfing in August together, though. That was nice. But, uh, you know, I just kept thinking to myself, oh, maybe we'll go here one day. We'll go there. I, I just thought I had more time. I thought I had all the time. And you just don't know when at the time it's going to end. So get rid of negative people in your life. Lean in the people who you really enjoy. You know, I used to be like one of those people who loved being popular and I wanted to have hundreds of friends. That's such a waste of time. I'm not saying be mean to people and just call up people going, hey, you didn't make the cut. Fuck off, Jimmy, you douche. Like, no, you don't. I'm saying though, the people you do really love, your close friends, the one who, the people who you're pumped up to see, whether they're friends or family, lean into them. Go even harder. Be you know what I mean? Like life is short. You're at you're at a freaking Walgreens or a CVS and you see a little keychain that you think your buddy might like, buy it. You know what I mean? Like all like just same thing. Get 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 your mom flowers, get your dad a golf ball. Like, I don't know. I'm just I'm thinking about all like the things. So like I I, in my head, I'm like, man, what any accomplishment I have accomplish in the future. I'm going to think, fuck, my dad didn't get to see this. And so that started to bump me out. You, you guys know, I've talked about this. I have like a, a dream of throwing out the first pitch at a Cubs game, which I feel like should be happening soon. If baseball gets it together and has a season, I think I'm due because I've been at Cubs games where I'm like, I'm, I've am i got more TikTok followers than they do. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got more of a YouTube presence. You know, I've had a clubs around here. Who is this? Some country singer I've never heard of. Why do they get to throw it out? So I, uh, you know, been in a cubs commercial i know he loved that i've been mentioned on cubs broadcast as a comedian um thanks to my guy ryan dempster but i i always thought i'm gonna throw out the first pitch and i'm gonna have my two sons walking out toward the mound with me they're not gonna get on the mound they're gonna stand to the side daddy's gonna throw a strike i gonna throw, i'm gonna throw a little two seamer you know and I th- my dad would also be on the field I figured out you know you could I've gone with my friends when Roywood jr and Steve Byrne got to throw out the first pitch they brought me on the field with them because you get to bring about you know a little a little posse a little entourage and I thought oh it'd be so cool I'll bring my dad I'll bring my brother bring my sons that's that's the team my wife too if she wants to come But she loves the baseball so, you know I, I can't bring like a dozen people but I figured if I could only bring like a handful like four or five that's my crew and um and then I thought like God that's probably gonna happen this year or soon and I'll think immediately like do I haven't want to do this now? You see, I started to think that way, too. I started thinking, like, like who gives a shit? If dad's not around to enjoy it, but I'm trying to think like he's watching from high. But then I'm also trying to focus on, think about all the cool shit he did get to witness you do, Joe. You know? And most important, and, and he didn't care. That's the thing. When you're a parent, you don't give a shit. You don't. I've had moments with my kids where I thought to myself, like, if they want to live at home until they're fucking 60, great. Because they're with me that's all you really want at the end of the day is for them to be healthy and to be near you you know you just want to be with them all the time and um and i know he didn't care if i was a good stand up or a bad stand up or or if i got to you know be on tv shows and and all that other stuff or whatever um you know he just he loved me anyway it's it's unconditional love and i felt the same way towards him and uh, you know again i named my oldest son that was my way i was like i'm going to name my oldest son for my dad so I'm going to tell them you did an amazing job and I love you so much. So, all right. Hopefully you guys can take some positive from this. And, uh, you know, thanks for all the support, everybody. Ugh. It's hard. It's hard for me to talk about this stuff. So um, next next episode, I'm going to rip a couple shots. My buddy Jonah Jerkins, who's been on the podcast a bunch, he bought me a bottle of Red Breast Irish whiskey. So I'll take a few shots from that so I could go back to being a comedian on this podcast. All right. You guys are the best. Thanks for all the support. Cheers.